Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Now, I realize that in the middle of winter, the thought of camping may be a long way off. But if you are thinking of doing some camping this summer, now is the time to start planning, especially if you're looking to rent an RV. And if you already have an RV, but it sits in storage for most of the year, maybe you'd like to earn a little money on the side. Well, there's a company that brings those two parties together, the RV renters with the RV owners, it's called RVZ or RVEZ. So in a little bit, we're going to learn more about that. Plus, we're going to visit West Hollywood, home to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Sunset Boulevard, among other areas. But to begin our podcast, I want to talk about cruising and more specifically, cruise safety. And there's a good blog out called Abandoning Ship, Five Safety at Sea Trends to Know Now. And you can find it on the Cruisington Times website, Cruisington. Com, and the executive editor of the Cruisington Times is Wallace Immen. He joins us now. Hi, Wallace. Hello, Randy. Uh, looking at uh, your website, lots of information on there, and one uh, blog that caught my eye was titled Abandoning Ship 5 Safety at Sea Trends to Know Now. So we're going to talk about, I guess this is mostly for first-time cruisers and maybe many people or maybe people who have cruised a long time and kind of forget uh, about some of the things on here. So uh, what brought you, uh, let me just start here, what brought you to uh, write this article? Well, I've noticed that uh, a lot of people when they, uh, especially uh, people who have been on cruises before, uh, they, they tend to kind of say, well, I've already been there, I've, I've done that, uh, do I really have to go to this? I've, you know, it, it's like being on an airplane and uh, they give you the safety drill and, uh, you know, how many times do you have to be told how, many, how, to, how to fasten your seatbelt? Mm-hmm. But... In, in reality, there's a lot of things that are changing in the way that uh, uh, safety drills are, are being held and how uh, people are being told how to uh, get off the ship, where to assemble. And uh, uh, a good example is that uh, in, in the past, you had to put on your life jacket in your room. You had to go down the stairs because you didn't want to use the elevators. It was a lot of congestion. You ended up on the on the deck, and it might have been might be cold or too hot. Um, but now, a lot of cruise lines are saying you, you can just assemble in a public area, like a bar, and uh, they'll give you the drill there. And uh, you know where your life jacket is, and most people know how to put a life jacket on, but they'll demonstrate it at the at the drill. So uh, it's a lot easier now than it was. But uh, there's a lot of information that you may not have heard before. And uh, I, I always find them fascinating because uh, they always tell me something that I didn't know before. And if you ignore them, uh, it, it's, it's for your own good to actually go. Um, the other thing, of course, is that now they're mandatory mm-hmm. because new rules are saying that you can't get on, you know, the, the ship can't sail until everybody has gone through the life process, boat process. Uh, in the old days, a ship could sail for a day before it had to uh, have this lifeboat drill. And the chances of something happening are very, very slim. But if the unlikely event happens, as they like to say, uh, you want to be prepared, right? And the important thing is that it, you know, it, it's something that you, it, is in the back of everybody's mind. We've all seen Titanic. You know, we know that things can happen at sea. But in reality, uh, traveling at, uh, on ships is uh, at least 10 times more safe than traveling on an airplane. 
and it's probably a hundred times more safe than traveling on a uh, on a train. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it, you, the uh, perception is that somehow uh, you're at sea. You know, all kinds of things can happen. But in reality, the the rates of uh, uh, deaths and accidents on cruise ships is you know minute compared to a lot of other ways to travel. Yeah, and it seems like it takes a disaster for things to change. Oh, that's right. And uh, well, not only that, uh, they have all kinds of backups now that um, actually can uh, be used automatically uh, by just pulling a lever and uh, you don't have to lower a lifeboat. Uh, they now have things that uh, actually, it's like a lifeboat in a can <laughs> that uh, you know, they're, they're stacked on deck and uh, with a uh, uh, certain uh, automatic procedure, they can flip into the water and open up all by themselves. And uh, then, of course, uh, they have these wonderful uh, new devices uh, like uh, chutes and slides that uh, will get you down to the water without having to jump into the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, <laughs> you don't end up even uh, you know, having to worry about uh, whether you, you know, can jump off the edge of this ship and make it to the lifeboat. And uh, there's actually a a new chute that they were just demonstrating. Uh, It's called an an emergency chute that uh, it would be a great amusement park ride, actually, because um, (laughs) it's like a big tube that you get into and it it kind of has this uh, inner inner tube kind of feel in the the inside of it. And it sort of slowly slides you down to the bottom of the uh, the (laughs) tube and right into a pad on the ramp that gets you into the... uh, Lifeboat. Any other pieces of advice you want to pass along? Well, I mean, just uh, be be aware of uh, where you are. I mean, uh, ships are, are, of course, are getting bigger and bigger all the time, and uh, you you kind of need to know your way around. What, you know, what would happen if, for instance, all the lights went out and you had to find your way to you know out of your uh, cabin into. Uh, the open deck and whatever. And as your article states at the end, good, the good news is the odds are in your favor. Definitely is, very much so. The article is Abandoning Ship 5 Safety at Sea Trends to Know Now. You can find it at cruisington.com and the executive editor of the Cruisington Times is Wallace Immon. Pleasure to chat, Wallace. We'll have to have you back on again with some more cruise tips. Thanks, Randy. That'd be great. Well, if you're looking to rent an RV this summer, or if you're just tired of your RV sitting in storage for most of the year, and maybe you'd like to earn a little money on the side from it, there's a company that can help you both out. It's called RVZ, or RVEZ, and the founder of RVEZ is Mike McNaught. He joins us now. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Randy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, this is uh, right up my alley because I don't mind the camping thing and all that other stuff. I just don't want to <laughs> go into the whole trouble of uh, setting up an RV and purchasing one or renting one with the, and having to do all the work. So this kind of solves that problem, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, uh, spending time outdoors, RVing or camping in general is just such a such a big pastime of Canadians that, uh, you know, it, it's a really great opportunity to now make it more accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. So how did it all come about? Uh, so so kind of the, the real basics is when, when you think of RVZ, uh, really simply put, it's very similar concept to Airbnb, but think Airbnb for motorhomes and travel trailers. 
so, so what we do is we allow owners of RVs, we give them the ability to rent out their personal motorhome or personal trailer uh, to other people looking to, to rent an RV. Uh, and we do that, and we provide all the insurance for the trip. We provide all the background checks on renters and make sure that everyone has an easy, accessible uh, vacation option. Mm-hmm. So there's other companies that do this. So what makes RVZ different from, say, your competitors? Uh, so, so how it kind of, I'll give you a bit of the background of how, how it started. Um, I, I had purchased a motorhome uh, myself back uh, about six years ago now. Um, and, you know, I started asking the question that, you know, this thing's sitting in my driveway 11 <laughs> months out of the year. Uh, you know, I'm like not most. getting any use. And, <laughs> yeah, they, they t- typically people use them for their two to four week vacation period. And, you know, I have a couple of rental properties and I started thinking, well, why can't I rent out my motorhome? Uh, so I started, I started renting it out and I, I made, it was about $10,000 in the first six weeks renting it out. Wow. And I thought, I'm like, um, I really stumbled onto a really, a really interesting opportunity, uh, but quickly found out as you, as you've seen in the past with a lot of other uh, sharing economies, like, like Uber and Turo that came out, mm-hmm. um, is that there's, there really wasn't an insurance option. So you're really rolling the dice as an owner, uh, renting out your motorhome or trailer, and you wouldn't be covered under insurance if anything happened. So that, mm-hmm. that was our biggest, biggest struggle. Uh, you know, we, we got fortunate. We found a great insurance partner with, uh, with Intact Insurance, and uh, they were able to, to modify their, their Uber policy and make it applicable to uh, the RV industry for us. And that, that really opened up the doors and, and allowed us to, to really be the first entrance into this, this marketplace in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the big question that people always think of. What if something goes wrong? Uh, who pays for it kind of thing? So this sort of answers that question from both sides. If I'm a renter and I accidentally... I don't know, break something, uh, who's, who's responsible? And then from the other point of view, if it's my RV, how am I covered, right? Yeah, and th- those are the, the number one and number two questions we always get is uh, what happens if it gets into an accident? What happens when my RV gets wrecked? And, uh, you know, a couple interesting things I, I can share with everyone is, you know, we've been in business now for, for three years. And uh, surprisingly, like what we see in the sharing economy is people tend to take care of other people's stuff. Uh, it's a really interesting concept. There's a personal relationship that's developed between, you know, the, the renter and, and the owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're seeing is that things actually don't get wrecked. You know, people really take care of other people's property. In the event something does happen, you're fully insured through us. Everything's fully protected. Uh, we offer 24-hour roadside assistance across the country. If anything breaks down, we'll even put you up in a hotel or, or pay for your taxi cabs to get around. Nice. Oh, I'm looking on the website now. It's rvezy.com. So there's a whole list of uh, rentals if I'm looking to rent. And if I have an RV that I want to rent, I can list it, right? So it's, it's, as, sim- it's, it's as simple as that. It is, yeah. It's a great double-sided marketplace, and 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 really our, our our mission statement. What we're really looking to do in the RV economy is we we just want to make RVing more accessible and more affordable for everyone. And by renting privately, you you get the added benefits of the experience of the owner who who really knows their specific location across Canada, can point you out to great campgrounds, uh, give you the in and outs of of how the RV works, and and in a lot of cases, which isn't always intuitive to people looking to rent, um, you can ask that owner and they'll deliver the RV right to wherever you want to go camping. So, you know, <laughs> rather than rather than getting the big truck or driving the motorhome, uh-huh. why not ask a local owner 
to drive it and drop it off in Banff or drop it off in Jasper for you. You're able to do that. Well, that was my next question because I'm really lazy. And it's like, I don't really want to be hauling an RV all over the place. Can you just leave it where I, and I can just go to the destination and, and use it right there, right? Yeah, that, that's just it. And, and you know, one of, one of my favorite styles of RVs are, are the big fifth wheels. Like, uh, you know, they, they're beautiful. The layouts mm-hmm. are great. There's lots of headroom. But not everybody has the one-ton truck or the fifth-wheel hitch to pull that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to a music festival or you're going to a family reunion or, or just want to go camping for the weekend, uh, you can still access that type of RV just by asking the owner to drop it off. He'll set it up for you. Uh, we even have owners that throw in a case of beer or a bottle of wine, <laughs> and, and so it's sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> See, that's, my, that's the way to go, right? And some of these <laughs> RVs... Yeah. They are like five-star accommodation. You're not exactly roughing it anymore when, you, when you're RVing it nowadays, are you? Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you. You know, there, there's a number of RVs uh, that, that we have on our website, you know, granite countertops and marble floors and fireplaces. Uh, you know, that, that's, we, we call that like the rock star experience. But mm-hmm. if you want to go and, and, and simply rent a, a pop-up tent trailer and do some more off-the-grid camping, that's available. We offer that variety that you, you can't really get elsewhere right they, if you want uh, a small trailer or a motorhome for the family to go across the country or you just want to live that luxury glamping experience they're all available mm-hmm. and even if uh, like you have destinations on your website too again it's rvez.com rvezy.com so there, there you know there's the standard camping uh, sites that people think of but there's also some uh, different areas that people may not even think of and when you're not hauling it uh, halfway across the country you can really uh, like you can go camping in the maritimes if you want yeah exactly so we're we're open all across canada and we also have a unique category that we kind of uh, that we kind of put on the website and we call them rv cottages uh, an RV cottage is what you, you know, yeah, a lot of owners will have a permanently stationed motorhome or trailer that's situated at an RV park. So mm-hmm. you, you get access to all the amenities, the, you know, the, the lakefront, the beach, the, the swimming pools, all the activities in a really close knit community. And it's a great alternative than renting a cottage or, uh, you know, hauling something across the country. The destination is the RV. So now give me a little bit more detail on, on how to book. Uh, I know it's easy to just go on the website and you follow along, but do you set up an account and how does payment work? Yeah, so it, it's, uh, it, it's really easy to use. Uh, you know, we, we've recently developed, it's, it's, it's actually a first in, in North America, if not the world, but uh, an app that is available on both Android and iOS to, to do this. So it's, it's really easy to do. You, you create your account. Uh, you're going to submit what we call a booking request. Um, so you're, you're, you're inquiring to the owner, asking them whether they'd be willing to rent the RV to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's where the relationship starts. You provide an introduction, give them some information where you're going. And then from there, the owner is going to accept the booking request. And then all, all that's required is a 25% down payment. And then you're booked and you're all set, ready to go on your trip. Nice. And uh, what about cancellations? Anything like that? Is there, like things happen, right? So do you get a refund or is there certain deposits that are non-refundable? How does that work? Yeah, so we, that, of course, th- things happen and it's, uh, it's kind of an in- interesting situation because you have, you know, we're really act- acting on behalf of the, of the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a pretty flexible cancellation policy. So if you, if you cancel up to, uh, 
prior to 30 days before the trip, then you get a full refund, less a, a small service fee. Nice. And if you want a case of beer, you can just <laughs> put that in there too, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're, we're seeing some pretty, uh, some pretty creative things from our owners. Uh, really, we want to, we want to provide a platform where it's, you know, the tools are available to the owners to make a unique experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, we, we call them add-ons, but uh, you know, we have people that have add-ons, you know, a bike rack on the back of an RV, a kayak, uh, a, a Super oh, cool. Nintendo uh, console, you know, they, just those interesting things to make your experience that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even even Wi-Fi. Right? Why not have Wi-Fi when you're out on the road? Exactly. Well, those are just interesting things that that owners can provide for their specific unit. Mike McNaught is the founder of RVZ. Again, the website is rvezy.com. A, a great concept, especially for someone like me that doesn't really want to own an RV, but think it would be fun to do it. So uh, thanks for your time, Mike. Appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Well, chances are that if you were visiting West Hollywood, you may not even know that you're in West Hollywood. But it's home to many famous sites such as the Hollywood Walk of Fame and Sunset Boulevard, to name a few. But there's obviously more to see than just that. So, here now to tell us more about West Hollywood and visiting West Hollywood is Tom Keeley. He's the president and CEO of Visit West Hollywood. The website is visitwesthollywood.com. Hi, Tom. Good morning, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm wishing I was in West Hollywood because <laughs> the weather, I think, is always nice there. But when we talk about West Hollywood, I know this is going to sound like a weird question, but where is West Hollywood in terms of um, you know some of the other things that people might be familiar with with the L.A. area? Sure. Well, actually, actually that's a, a great question, Randy. Uh, West Hollywood is geographically really in the center of Los Angeles. So you think of Los Angeles, and we're dead in the middle of it, which is great. Uh, That does make it a a wonderful place to base your holiday or even your business trip to to Southern California. You can, uh, you know, uh, stay there and easily get uh, anywhere else in uh, Los Angeles, whether you're going to the beaches of Santa Monica, you want to go to Universal Studios, even down to Disneyland or downtown L.A., it's all very easy and very reachable from West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So we, we really um, market ourselves as, as kind of like the center and a great place to base your your stay. Well, I, I was there a number of years ago, and I didn't even know that I was in West Hollywood. I think probably that might be the case, because some of the things that are in West Hollywood, people are very familiar with, but they wouldn't go, yeah, we're in West Hollywood, <laughs> would they? Yes. No, not at all. And it's a, it's an interesting thing, you know, like any big city that we, that we visit or live in, you know, kind of it, it sprawls. And that's understandable. So, you know, West Hollywood really is, is sandwiched right between Beverly Hills and then, of course, world-famous Hollywood. So it's, it, it, it is easy to understand that the, the boundaries are, are a little bit blurred. But as I was saying, it's, it's just a fantastic place to, to visit, enjoy, and, and also base your holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, one area that uh, people, I think, would be very familiar with, and it is a lot of fun. I remember being there. It was on a Sunday, so it wasn't so busy, is Sunset Strip. Ah, yes. The Sunset Strip is is right at the heart of West Hollywood and probably is our most famous uh, part of our city, for sure. Uh, People are really familiar with that area. It's got, of course, wonderful hotels, but really exciting shopping, restaurants, and nightclubs. It's a very vibrant part of West Hollywood, and we really really are working 
diligently to really promote the Sunset Strip even more. We've got a great program going on right now called Summer on Sunset, which will be ramping up here in the next couple of months. So mm-hmm. when people come to West Hollywood in the summertime, there'll be, there'll be a, a lot of great things to do on Sunset Boulevard. You can walk from, from you know, restaurants to the clubs to, to different options uh, from easily from your hotel. It's a wonderful place to stay and enjoy. So, yeah, Sunset is really a great part of West Hollywood. And I think you, know, you said it right, too. That it's a great place to walk. I know I'm looking on your website, visitwesthollywood.com, and it says it's a 2.4-kilometer stretch or a mile and a half. But it is a cool, fun, there's so many things to see along that uh, strip that uh, you, you, just, you could spend a whole day just walking uh, up and down the strip, right? You sure could, and it's, it's interesting you mention that, Randy, because West Hollywood is officially ranked uh, as, as California's most walkable city, and we're, you know, we're, we're a small uh, little town, but we're action-packed. Not only do we have the Sunset Strip, but we've got Santa Monica Boulevard, which also has a lot of fun shops, uh, restaurants, etc., and then the Melrose Design District for shopping, such as uh, interior design, some of the latest clothing fashions, and retailers have their, their uh, flagship uh, shops in that section of West Hollywood, it's really easy to walk uh, anywhere within those within the, the, the area of the boundaries of West Hollywood. Very easy to get around, very friendly locals, very helpful, very safe city to be in. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's easy to go other parts of L.A. if you'd like to, you know, just hop in a taxi or take an Uber and get around. You really don't need a car mm-hmm. in West Hollywood, which you think of Los Angeles as being so sprawling. And it can be really intimidating for people that, that are, are visitors. Uh, and we realize that. And that's a great thing about staying in West Hollywood. It's so easy just to be able to get around all of Los Angeles, but just basing your stay in West Hollywood. Uh, we talked about Sunset Strip. You mentioned uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. What is the design district that's uh, on your website here? Yeah, so it's called the Melrose, uh, uh, rather the West Hollywood Design District. It encompasses a large section of Melrose uh, Avenue, which is probably one of our very famous streets as well. But what it is, Randy, it's a great collection of uh, eclectic and unique shops and restaurants. The shops really specialize in, um, you know, mostly clothing, uh, home interior design and furnishings. Uh, it's, it's a great area, very, very walkable, really enjoyable. Uh, and, of course, if you're doing uh, something like buying furniture or home furnishings, et cetera, all of these shops will happy to, to ship the goods home for you, so it's easy to, to come down here and, and shop as well. Um, it's just a, a, a great place to go and, and experience the restaurant scene as well. We just opened a brand-new hotel in this uh, part of West Hollywood, our first ever. It's a Kimpton Lapeer Hotel. It's part of the uh, Intercontinental Hotel Group. Beautiful uh, boutique property. It's a great place to base your stay and then just be able to walk around the design district as well. Mm-hmm. We do attract a lot of visitors to that area, to that part of town. Specifically, they want to come down to Los Angeles, to West Hollywood, and uh, and shop those uh, those uh, those businesses in the section town. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you mentioned it right. It's uh, West Hollywood to me, anyways. It's uh, what I'm hearing is it's a great central location, even though it's called West Hollywood. But if and you can right. really branch out and do a lot of other things. Uh, stay in the, in the walkable area, and if you want to branch out to uh, other places, like you mentioned, uh, I don't know Universal Studios or something like that, uh, you can do that quite easily. It really is. It really is the, 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 the truth, and it's something that we really market and promote ourselves as. And I think that that's really resonated with our visitors. And once they come to West Hollywood, 
and experience our city and they really see the the wonderful um, uh, amenities that we offer, kind of the ambiance that we have. Our city loves visitors. We really appreciate the, the visitor industry. We love to welcome people to our city. We're a very um, um, uh, progressive, open-minded city, and uh, we really uh, enjoy welcoming people from Canada or other parts of the world as mm-hmm. well. Uh, when is a good time to go? You mentioned summertime. You've got a lot of things you're ramping up, but uh, I, guess, I suppose any time is a good time, isn't it? It really is. You know, I, we, we started this conversation talking about the weather, and it's really true. I think one thing that is so attractive about Southern California overall is our weather is it seems to be consistently nice. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to come in the summertime. We've got a lot going on for sure. And I think that's when, you know, families might have a little bit of uh, holiday or vacation time. But any time of year is really a great time to come down to West Hollywood. I would say perhaps uh, some of the best times to visit when it might not be so crazy if you're looking for maybe a little bit of breathing room and maybe a little bit of, of more economical prices as, as we all are, would be the period probably between the middle of November and through New Year's. And then once again, maybe as we get into to January, we've got a great period of time when we're not quite so busy. And then also in May seems to be a little bit kind of a break between uh, seasons for us. And so if people are looking for a little bit better pricing and availability, uh, those are the times of year where you could definitely look at coming to West Hollywood. But, mm-hmm. but really, any time is great. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your favorite spots that you like to, to hit when you're in the area? <laughs> well, we have a, you know, it's, we have a, 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 a richness of places to go. And it's, it's crazy because I'm always making recommendations to, to friends when they come and visit. But I think one of the best places to go to is a place called Catch, which is a, a, a great rooftop restaurant in L.A., in West Hollywood. And it's really ideal for people watching. I mean, this place is a beautiful restaurant, great food. They uh, specialize in seafood. But, uh, well, I'll tell you, the scenery from the rooftop, the views are beautiful. It's a great, as I mentioned, great people watching. Wonderful bar scene there and really great restaurant scene as well. We opened a new restaurant up on Sunset Boulevard called Tess. And it's a great, uh, uh, just been a real hit with uh, with residents and visitors alike. And the food is fantastic, very unique uh, uh, menu. I think that uh, any of our visitors coming to West Hollywood would really enjoy that restaurant as well. It's a lot of fun, and there's just there's just nonstop uh, seems to be you know restaurants coming online that are opening new places to go, and um, and we're always looking for and welcoming new additions to our to our dining scene mm-hmm. for sure. And, of course, we have a lot of great uh, nightclubs as well. And Sunset Boulevard and Santa Monica Boulevard specialize in really our nightlife scene. And really West Hollywood is known as, as the place uh, in L.A. kind of like for the late night. Uh, if you're going to go out and want to have like a later dinner and you want to go to a bar or a club or, or a, rest, uh, you know, a, a lounge afterwards, West Hollywood is the place to do that for sure. Well, uh, we only have a few seconds. Any last uh, pointers you'd like to mention? I would like to welcome all Canadians to come down to to West Hollywood and enjoy our beautiful city. We'd love to have as many Canadians as as we can uh, uh, come down and visit us. And we had a record number of Canadian visitors to West Hollywood last year, up 5% from the previous year, almost 150,000 uh, Canadians uh, stayed in West Hollywood last year. We were thrilled to welcome them. We looked at expanding those numbers. We look at welcoming Canadians to our beautiful city any time of year. Please come on down. Perfect. Tom Keeley is the uh, president and CEO of Visit West Hollywood. Again, the website, visitwesthollywood.com. Always a uh, pleasure to chat, Tom. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Great talking with you. 
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.